You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello. Welcome back to the Salty Sex Cast. What have you been up to, Pamela? Darn. See, I should you know look, that you're you going to ask naughty, me this question. You look guilty. So Do I'm just going to call you out. All I right. Don't know. All right. Fine. Fine. I had some hot group sex the other night. Ooh. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask this question every single time now. I love it. Yeah. Um, and we have more sexy people in this room. Yeah, we do. We have. Partners. Yeah. Do you want to introduce um, your partner at all? Yeah, I have. Say, say hello. Hello. This is Abby. I'm Abby. <laughs> I'm Abby. <laughs> Sorry. And then I took it away as you were talking. <laughs> and I've got uh, Bert and Henry here with me. Hi. Say hello, guys. I'm Bert. <gasps> hello, everyone. This is Henry. We thought it'd be fun to have polyamory part two technically, but maybe like part 10 now. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the cursed episode. We've tried and tried and tried. Yeah. So if this one makes it through in one piece, it'll be a miracle. Yeah. And it's really warm in this room. So we have the fan, the AC actually, because Brady's amazing and has given our studio some some AC but it needs to continue to go because it's like hot it's hot in an effort to conserve energy and save the sea turtles I shut it off when I'm not in here so I ran home from my camping trip to cool the studio off fired it up and left the room and apparently the surge protector it was hooked up to couldn't handle it and shut off so now it's running again thank you well we appreciate your all you do yeah yes we're kind of greedy bitches. <laughs> You're all right. I mean, that's what polyamory is, right? You being greedy? Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the definition of polyamory. One hot man is not enough for me. That's at least the, the myth and the people, like a lot of the beliefs that people have with polyamory, right? Like it's just, oh, you didn't have enough. You need more. You're yeah. not getting something from someone, so you need to go find it from someone else. Like what are some of the things that really come out that are just at least false for you because polyamory is different for every person who practices and lives that way. Yeah. I think, um, a lot of people do feel like, um, well, you know, my partner just came out as polyamorous. That must mean I'm not enough. Like that's the general attitude Mm. that, that most people have. And that's, it's kind of what Bert has expressed to me multiple times is that he feels like he's not enough. Would you be willing to talk about that, Bert? Oh, yeah. And I, I think it's okay to say, and I believe it's accurate, that I'm not enough. And that is perfectly acceptable because one person doesn't necessarily have to be everything to another person. And you have to be okay with, yeah, I'm not enough. And that is perfectly acceptable. That's awesome that you can be, because I, I have felt those same feelings with my husband as we've kind of gone down this experience with ourselves, to, too. I'm getting whipped right now, <laughs> ever so softly, by Abby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, some of those things and those questioning of, oh, 
I'm not enough and that sucks. But then being like, but that's okay too. Like yeah. I, I don't want to be everything either because what happens if I'm gone tomorrow? Are you going to be okay? You know, well, do you and have that support our, system? And I, I think, I think there's something about that. It's, it's kind of a, I, I don't like the I'm not enough type of idea because it, it kind of takes away from what polyamory is to me. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that like you know you can't um, compare yourself to others. You can't be like, well, you know, um, they need more or anything like that. It's like having two kids, and and it's like the firstborn's like, well, I guess. I wasn't enough or whatever. And it's like, no, we just, we love having kids or we love this type of dynamic or our dream was always to have four, whatever it is. Um, You know, and and when we start worrying about like, you know, what are the things that makes it that they need to go out and look for more people? It's such a, I think it's a destructive thing if if you're in polyamory. Because like, you you can't look at it that way. You can't look at like that you are um, not enough. I think the way to look at it is is that I have uh, things to bring to the table, but the table is fucking big, and <laughs> there can be a lot of people oh, that go. bring something to that table. Yeah. And you gotta look at it not as weaknesses, but as strengths, right? I like that. So. And yeah. Bert, you had you were gonna say something along the lines of. Oh, um, yeah. Henry's absolutely right. He's kind of making my point for me, and you know, I think the problem that comes out for us is that society tells us that we should get married to one person and that person will fulfill. When I said enough, I meant fulfill all the needs of a single individual. Mm. Um, yeah, I should have been more precise. No, no, the, the monogamous myth, right? Like for yourself or for another person, it just means that there, you know, there's a, there's a big spectrum of what we want out of life and we we shouldn't expect one person necessarily to fulfill all of those wants and all those needs mm-hmm. i like that you said spectrum because one of the things that i've told my wife i kind of have is like not necessarily a specific kink like you'll hear a guy say like oh i'm super into asians or i'm super into you know whatever and i'm just sort of like i just kind of like variety like something different like my biggest crush right now is on a girl with super short hair just purely because she has super short hair so. Well, we talked about I that full table, you know. I want all the different dishes. <laughs> Is that it? Like, what were you yeah. saying? Oh no, I, just, I hope she listens to this episode so she knows why why you truly feel for her. Brady, we Brady. Just called you out. Well, I mean, it, like she doesn't know me, and so it's like a, a from across the gym oh. high school crush. It's not somebody I'm actually speaking I to. I see. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think the question is like, what is enough? What does that mean? Like, I think that we've gotten, um, like Bert has said, we've been programmed to feel that we have to find one other person to complete us. Mm. Um, and we need to be enough just in and of ourselves. Huge. Um, Abby was reading a book. What is this book called? More than two, the ethical guide to polyamory. And so she was kind of telling, and I was flipping through some of the chapters And she was telling me so much of it is first working on yourself. Mm. You have to first tell yourself, what are you looking for? What do you need? You need to be honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, you're going to have a horrible time doing any type of relationship, whatever that relationship looks like, Mm -hmm. friendship, anything. Um, So I thought it was really cool. She was like, this could be just any type of relationship book. It doesn't even have to be polyamory only. Uh That wouldn't come out of my mouth. But... Anything that really is polyamory 
specific advice, not just healthy relationship. We can probably take it and say, yeah, that can be applied to anything. Mm -hmm. But what's something that's probably been so great for you guys to pick up on for. I tell people all the time, you know, if, and this applies, like you said, this applies to all relationships. If you're not comfortable in your own skin um, and you're constantly looking over your shoulder or, you know, you're extremely jealous or insecure, those are things that come from within and you really, you have to be comfortable in your own skin to begin with, especially to be in a polyamorous relationship. And if you're already in a relationship, that relationship really needs to be pretty rock solid, which, which means you need to be rock solid with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think I think there's something about like um, polyamory being more dynamic, uh, in the fact that like you just never know what tomorrow may bring. There's a lot more <laughs> possibilities. I, I think that's something that I really like about polyamory is is that um, it's it's really set up to um, yeah, just just like for yourself as well, like to build yourself up and to just be. Um, ready for the possibility to be uh, wowed by something whereas like I think in monogamy you know sometimes it could become static you you're like well I'm gonna go home we're gonna have lasagna because <laughs> it's Wednesday and my dear likes making lasagna yum and and that becomes a thing and you're like 15 years in you're like fuck lasagna fuck my daughter you know you know and all this shit that that just um you you like you're all of a sudden feeling like you are um, being dragged down by your um, by your promises and by what you thought was marriage and, and all that. So that that no, go ahead. Oh, I was just uh, gonna say. I mean, any person, static or not, they're not static. <laughs> so you have people who are constantly growing and changing. You have people who probably have very successful marriages for very very long time. Just two people. It's because they were able to change together. Um, or at least have been understanding when this person's in a, a, a time of change and you're picking to either stay with them or to go off and do your own thing. So when you add multiple people constantly growing and changing, yeah, that adds a lot. Yeah, I was going to mention, um, and it's in the, the book that Abby's reading right now, More Than Two, um, they talk about game changers. And that's, you know, anybody that, that comes along and completely uproots what you know and believe to be your truth um, about your, your current relationship status and what you want out of a another relationship. Um, like Abby, <laughs> for example. I just looked at her and pointed the um, finger. Was a game changer for, for Mariah and her husband because they thought that what they wanted was a swinging relationship and then met Abby and discovered, oh, actually what what we want is um, an emotional relationship, right? And Henry was that for me. Like I was kind of, in order to please Bert, had decided, well, I'm only going to have friends with benefits and um, was kind of backing off my other relationships. And then I met Henry and... Um, now I mean I consider him a life partner so that I think that's where you kind of always have to like be on your toes <laughs> or just be open to any possibility like Henry was saying because you don't know what's going to come along if you're open to it right mm -hmm. um and even if you're a little bit closed off to it you don't know what's going to come along open to the conversation and to listen 
And listen without judgment, too. Like, I feel yeah. like we constantly talk about that because it's hard. But I think it's really important not to make promises in a polyamorous relationship about what your future is going to hold. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like Bert really wanted that, that commitment from me. Like, okay, this is what it's going to be going forward. I'm not going to have, you know, anybody more important to me than you or as important to me as you. Or and someone else in our home. Yeah, or someone, someone living in our home. <laughs> Leaving up the toilet seat. <laughs> yes, I've uh, cleaned the toilets uh, a lot party. because of my toilet seat. Yeah, we have a deal now where <laughs> whenever we find one of the toilet seats up, that Henry has to clean the toilet. So our toilets are sparkling clean now all the time. It's so great. I love it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know what I was saying. Yeah, I, I totally agree with with what Henry was saying about life being dynamic and and with what Pamela's saying about having game changers. Um, if Pamela hadn't opened up our relationship, I never would have met the amazing other amazing partner that I have. Um, and I'm so grateful for Pamela for for providing that opportunity to me because my other partner is just fucking amazing for me. How has that changed for you? Like, how has... Because you are monogamous, correct? Or at least were, or... So, let's talk about labels. Yes, let's do that. Because we've, we've, I've heard so many things, and I haven't really pried into your guys' relationship too much. I think... I'm going to pray tonight. We, we use labels as a way to better understand, to have a vernacular, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can describe things by definition that we all can agree on. The problem with labels is that they limit that definition to the definition itself. Yes. Um, by definition, Pamela and I were both previously monogamous and we, we've each had our own journey you know, without labels um, since we opened our marriage up. So I prefer not to be labeled as monogamous or polyamorous or monogamish or any of those because life is dynamic, like Henry said. You know, right now I have multiple partners. I'll, I'll put it this way. I have multiple partners. Um, I'm not s- currently seeking additional partners, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean anything, you know. And I may, you know, who knows, like five, ten years, some period of time in the future I might only have one partner and it might be that way for the rest of my life mm-hmm. but there's always the potential <laughs> for more shit <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't mean to scare I was leaning my seat back and uh, the, the feet skidded chairs. on the floor uh, but I can very much before, relate to that and I feel like that's kind of the the cloak that I've put over to kind of like I'm here for what I'm here for and I'm enjoying it and I and that's why I'm like, I'm in a polyamory relationship. I don't ever say I'm polyamorous. It's kind of how I've just taken on that label. Yeah. And that, that I like that. Yeah. It's kind of a loophole from, I will never. <laughs> Shut up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, we should probably put like a, a splice of all of those, oh, of all of the ones that we Mariah should. Ha- I have that would never do this. I have never. No. It's no. just not for me. So, so back to your original question. Yeah. What was it? What was what? The Your original question about being monogamous. What would you label yourself? I yeah, th- I think we were she kind of asked, talking about she labels. She asked you if you were considered yourself monogamous or had been monogamous. 
So if you, again, if you considered yeah. yourself polyamorous, I am not monogamous. Yes. Yeah. So, but I think it would be good to talk about what it's like to be a monogamous leaning person in a polyamorous relationship, right? Because a lot of people find themselves in that situation where they are married um, to their long-term, you know, partner, and then that partner comes out as as poly. Sometimes they're genuinely poly. Sometimes, yes, they're looking for a loophole to fuck around, right? But um, either way, if if you yourself are not, you know, don't have any inclination to take on other partners or pursue other romantic connections, then um, what are some, some ways that you deal with having a successful relationship in that polyamorous dynamic? You know, it's interesting. I think starting out, I had fears and insecurities that I've mostly worked through and have had to take a look in the mirror and say, you know, do you do you want multiple partners? Do you want one partner? What is what is life? How 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 is your joy manifested? And, you know, for me, my joy is manifested in Pamela and it always has been. And I don't want that to change just because life has changed, you know. Um, I did find someone else that I, you know, I relate very well to. And the sex is amazing and her love is complete and for me. And that is an interesting thing for me because I was not looking for that. That you weren't seeking it, right? right? When you met this other person and everything. I think that's really cool, too, because I feel somewhat similar in that situation where I was kind of like, eh. I've said no to, like, it is so much work. And I want to say no to the work. You didn't say no. You said, I will never. <laughs> when this was happening. And I was like, I just don't, like... I would love to be single right now just because I don't want to work on someone else. <laughs> I got shit going on in my life. Um, so <laughs> like I'm well, just busy. And so it's hard. And so it's kind of like I have to ask myself, what do I want? But I need to also make sure I'm giving the people I care about, too, what they're looking for, too. Because I don't want to be like, now hold, just put pause. You're going to be here filling this need for a minute. I'm, n I'm not available to fill your need for a little bit. Again, I think we have to be careful. I just finished reading Byron Katie's Loving What Is, and I highly recommend that book to anybody who hasn't read it. And, you know, the premise is that our feelings are our own, not that we don't have needs that are met through other people, mm -hmm. but we really need to be able to, to, to find a way to get those needs met through ourselves first. Yeah. So if if you and I are in a relationship and you're having an issue with me, that's a conversation. Oh yeah. Right. But yeah. ultimately how you feel about what, whatever the situation is, you're responsible for, if that makes sense. Well, and it's my choice if I, if it's important enough for me to bring up versus I need to handle this on my own. And sometimes that's even, I just need to step away and, and readjust my attitude. Because I'm a nasty person when I'm honoring. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Like, I can make a lot of people miserable around me. I don't mean to. And I try to tell people, and I do come with warning labels. And I get a little nippy. And I, and it's because it's like I'm trying to give you warnings. Like, I need some space so I can readjust what I want. And I'm not being tugged to either. Because I feel like I, sometimes I am a, 
a more giving than demanding person. And sometimes I can be swayed one way or the other until I'm completely drained. And then I'm like, why am I so tired? Oh, I haven't filled my needs or haven't even asked what I'm wanting. So um, how do you guys recognize that in your relationship and dynamic of do you do constant check-ins with each other? Or is it just kind of, you know what, we're all adults. We trust that you'll come to us when something is big enough of an issue. Yeah, I think it's the latter. Um, we don't have like scheduled check-ins, but it is, it does feel like an ongoing conversation making this work. You know, there mm-hmm. were, there was a lot of like crying and gnashing of teeth for many years over this shit. And, um, it's become less complicated. Um, like, I don't know if it's less complicated, but maybe it's just that we're better adjusted to it. And, um, we all feel more comfortable with first identifying what we want and need and then communicating that to each other. Um, Because for a long time for me, you know, I wanted this thing that was very different from what Bert wanted and that really hurt him. And um, it was extremely hard for me to admit to him what I needed. And I think there's still a little bit of that you know, or I just feel so much guilt over um, wanting something different. But um, I've I've had to, for the health of our relationship, because it would have threatened it if I wasn't honest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've had to become comfortable with being really uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> and talking to him about. Um, you know, what, what I want with him, but also what I don't want with him. Like I look, I don't want this marriage with you that looks like it used to look, I want a marriage, but it's going to look very different now than it used to. That's really hard. It's a hard conversation to have with someone that you really adore and care about. Thanks. Yeah, you know, any conversation like that, there's going to be pain on both sides sometimes. And you don't want to hurt that person, but it's like, I'm drowning too. If I don't say something, um, this is uh, not who I am now, so the, therefore this marriage is not essentially real or what I would want. Um, do you care if I ask how you guys kind of, how you brought that up for the first time? How were those feelings even communicated? Or is it was it so gradual it's hard to pinpoint it was really gradual for me, um, but I also didn't have the emotional maturity or relationship experience to really know how to talk about what I needed. So I fumbled through a lot of it, um, but I, I think I just, you know, in the beginning kind of let him know like, hey, I, I really wanted to try this thing out. Um, you know, I'm really interested in um, this other person over here. And, you know, how would you feel about this? And how would you feel about that? What, what I never did was, like, try to cheat on Bert or do anything behind his back. Because I just find that the uh, reprehensible. <laughs> is easier than permission bullshit. Did, yeah. you, um, did you guys participate in, like, swinger-type activities prior to... You coming out as being polyamorous? No, not really, no. I mean, we have 
certainly had casual group sex and um, casual sexual experiences, but um, we weren't in the swinger community. I know a lot of people actually from the swinger community end up dipping their toe into polyamory because, you know, they're like, oh, I'm not going to have feelings, not going to have feelings. I will never. I will never. (laughs) And then then they meet someone (laughs) that they have feelings for and everything changes. And and that's beautiful. And I just, I would just recommend to anyone who is swinging and has that attitude to maybe open um, open up a little bit to the possibility that you could be wrong and that a game changer might come along or or just your attitude might change and have that conversation with your partner now rather than later when it happens. I think I'm going to order Abby like a slew of t-shirts. Game changer? It just says game changer on the front. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Throw a wrench in, you know. Oh, like just it just says wrench. <laughs> <laughs> you wrench. No, just the back thing. <laughs> the back says the wrench. The back says oh. the wrench. The front says game changer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, because yeah, I mean. I will never. As we, because we had <laughs> our casual sexual relationships, it was very much like these are very just physical things. Um and I put up lots of walls in order to not have anything else. And I'm okay with that. I can kind of live that way. That w- That's not hard for me. My husband is the one who, he is a romantic. He is very much, um, needs to be invested in all sorts of different areas of someone's life and, and vice versa. You know, like just very... Um, you know, just even conversations and, and things. And I'm like, oh, I can carpet, you know, just you, you go in a little cubby over here and that's fine <laughs> because I'm able to put up those walls. But it's actually had me question a lot of my walls. Why did I have them? Why? What was this protecting me from or my relationship from? Was Did I have such a strong wall because I was worried I was going to fall in love with somebody or love someone more than my husband? And then I was going to fall out of love with him. That could have been. And I've had to ask myself that. And why was I so afraid? If our marriage was that fragile, like, you know, was it it's because true, of me yeah. and my thick walls? Mm. It's insightful. Uh, our marriage isn't that fragile. <laughs> I we didn't still think did. it was. <laughs> no, but it, it really did. You know, it kind of scared me for a minute. I was like, is that why I just don't even talk to other men? I didn't even, I didn't yeah. hard, hardly any other relationship. Brady, um is one of my best guy friends easily we have a very close relationship because we've always told everybody we're like just replicas of each other in a different sex we are almost the same person (laughs) sometimes it's weird like we make people uncomfortable at parties doing like twin talks yeah Yeah. (laughs) sentences and like inside jokes that no one else follows and they're really not inside jokes. They're just so off the wall jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think it was, it was easy because it was non-threatening. I knew that I wasn't going I'm to. I'm glad I'm not threatening. <laughs> You're non-threatening. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I and I respected your wife. You know, the, just so many other things went into that that I was like, okay, this, this dynamic is fine. I'm comfortable with that. But almost every other uh, relationship friendship anything like that with a man i was so protective i'm like oh no like what if i have a crush on this person and i don't want to think about this person a sex dream dear god 
I cheated on my in my dreams. Oh, Mariah. I just yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Um, you you start questioning and and, and scared. Yeah, it's a scared yeah, game. I think that's I'm I really think confident that's pretty now. Common. Um, I kind of like to hear the other side of it because we've talked about a little bit about what it was like opening up a relationship, a pre-existing relationship. But I want to hear from Abby if she's willing to to tell us and Henry about what it's like joining a pre-existing relationship yeah. and an being established relationship. an established and one. To pr- sorry, to provide some context, Pamela and I have known each other for 25 years and been married for 23 almost. So, you know, that kind of context and you've been married for how long 10 years okay yeah and then someone new comes in like yeah like how do you navigate what does that feel like talk to us guys all of our inside jokes well for me i just wasn't looking for this so we all kind of fell into it together at the same time (laughs) um I did tiptoe a little bit. I mean, because for myself, like, I don't want to fall for someone that's married in a relationship. Like, so I'm just taking it really slow. Um, I'm careful, to be honest. Yeah. Don't want to be no home wrecker. Is that really what it is? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) For myself. I know I'm not wrecking anything. Gotta protect my own. <laughs> um, my story. Hi, this is Henry again. Uh, my story <laughs> started about a year and a half ago, uh, uh, the spring before last, and uh, I was kind of dipping my toes into polyamory, but not really. Like my wife, uh, after our third anniversary she was like I I really want to try to be open and try out polyamory and I was like cool that's awesome I'm there for you Um, and I found that it was easy for me honestly to like let her go venture out and test things out and but I wasn't calling myself polyamorous at that moment Um, I I was just uh, a doting husband or (laughs) whatever I don't know supportive yeah well I I just I I don't like labels either and and I just I didn't know if that was what I wanted or what I needed or what it meant to me you know there's a lot of questions before I join anything any cult or you know any any type of like insurance company I, I just have questions to ask and so polyamory was one of those things that I wanted to just take it slow and um, and then my wife at the time she she found uh, uh, Pamela on a um, online thing uh, for polyamory there's a there's a support page which is really nice because there's all the questions usually it's repeated questions but they're the repeated questions that need to be asked they're important yeah like you know what what's about unicorns and all these other things that how do you deal with <laughs> jealousy yeah how do you deal with jealousy that is the, the big one. one that is yeah. the number one like what do I do when my husband or my wife is on a date you know all that stuff. So I was kind of in that with with uh, my my uh, wife at the time, and uh, she she found Pamela, and Pamela was doing the boudoir um, photo shoots, and my 40th birthday was coming up. So my wife set me up for this like um, contest, 
and I didn't win. I think we got in too late, but Pamela uh, was like, but, you know, I, I guess my, my wife but did this really. But you're a yummy morsel. I'm a yarn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know why Pamela set up the photo shoot. I can see it from here. No, no. I mean, well, there was yeah. there was the letter though. Like, um, again, my wife at the time, she wrote this just really sweet letter about the fact that I couldn't see for myself, you know, my beauty and all that. And I was turning forty, and she was like, "It'd be really nice to have a photo shoot." And so um, Pamela set that up, and we wanted to. But Pamela said to my wife. Uh, I'm going to do this, but just know I'm not looking for anyone at this moment. I am all <laughs> filled up and enjoying life. And and so, like, uh, I remember having that conversation and just, like, she was upset, kind of, um, my wife at the time. Um, she she was really looking forward to Pamela possibly being a meta. Um, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know she was upset oh. about that. She, she was sad. She was sad, definitely. Um and so uh, that was set up, and Pamela came over, and, and Bert and, and their son came over to my house, and we had a, a, a nice dinner. And uh, then Pamela came over for the shoot. She was going to take me to Bountiful, and she, like, um, put coconut oil on my body and... Greased <laughs> you up. Greased me up, um, you know, you for the... That was not a trap. That seemed very normal and natural. Like I was like, you yeah, this is exactly, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I had my microphone down for that. I asked if it was a. You, you still didn't feel like that was a trap. That yeah, was my no, question. absolutely yeah. not. No, that's that's yeah. just part of the part for the core. So. Yeah. I feel like you would have been re, like really easy prey. It was a hundred percent a trap. <laughs> <laughs> like. She seems so sweet and innocent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he he wanted this like particular kind of of shoot where he like he wanted to look dirty. So I went and bought oil and and makeup, like really dark makeup, to put all over his body. And I I was like, do you want help with this or like how do you want to do this? And he was like, yeah, you can rub it all over my body. And I was like, oh. And you can check out the shoot at silkandsalt.com. Okay. <laughs> um, silkandsalt.com. Yeah, silkandsaltphoto.com. <laughs> so I I um, went with her um, in her car to Bountiful and got to meet her uh, a partner in, in crime, Mateusz, and, and they took amazing pictures. And then, like, we had an amazing conversation. That was the big part. Um, just had that time together where we were trapped in a car for uh, 40 minutes there and 40 minutes back. So... We talked. And, and you still don't think that this was a trap? There's no, no. way this... Okay. No, I, I just... I thought she was just being <laughs> really nice. <laughs> Little did I know. So um, if everyone listening, if Pamela's nice to you, it's a trap. Run. <laughs> <laughs> if she has oil. If Pamela comes at you with oil, there's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Very true. It's very true. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, when we got back, we started, like, messaging a little bit on Messenger and you know like i told her that i i liked the way she looked and and some other things she's and a sexy you know lady. yeah sexy lady and she's like well you're kind of sexy too and then she was like um you know like we can do things but it's only going to be uh friends with benefits and do you like group sex and i was like yes and yes <laughs> okay do i, do I? <laughs> actually i said i don't know i've Did never had group sex oil? 
Yes. <laughs> always. I w- I you always bring the oil. Always. Just grease up everybody's slip and slide. <laughs> I'm done, to- I'm sorry. Totally but not a trap. Totally not <laughs> so, a trap. So yeah, yeah, there is traps. Like Pamela does do these like um, massage, <laughs> massage parties. Off. She gets out the coconut oil. Everyone gets a massage, and then then it usually ends up to but be group everyone sex. Everyone wants a massage, okay? They do. No one's gonna I'm say just no to that. Something everyone wants. Oh shit, Brady. <laughs> I don't know what that dropping. was. What was that? It was your. Stick. Oh my didgeridoo! Oh. There's so you much. Know what? I'm not editing shit anymore. They get what they get, and they will oh not my drop God. it. You all love us. Wow. You love us. So strong. Dearly. So, so yeah. So we started talking about you know friends with benefits, and then right at the get go, it started becoming pretty serious. Like it was like. Yeah, it's a ama- again like surprised. I was yeah. surprised. She was surprised, and um, at that time, my marriage was falling apart. Not because of polyamory, but just because of uh, past things that that had happened. Growing and in separate directions. Yeah. Too. Well, I married. She was, you know, nineteen when we met, and um, you know, it's like I'm thirteen years older, and and it's just a moment in her life where she's like. I either am in this with him or I am going to pursue a life of my own, which I've never had. And she chose the life of her uh, for herself. And, and I really like love that and respect that about her. So, so, but it, it was just at that time that I was with Pamela and it was really hard, but, um, you know, like, uh, that was the time when I moved in with Pamela and Bert and, and, uh, it's been amazing in that way. Um, yeah jumping into a relationship that's been um going on for 20 odd years and very established um definitely was hard you know like i i i think there's something about that um like feeling secondary like Mm -hmm. like kind of like you know well uh this you know, like this type of thing, they deserve more dates or um, I should really listen to what they say because, you know, um, I care about them and their relationship. And, uh, you know, like like I, I at the beginning and even up to <laughs> now um, have done that. And, and I'm, I'm looking back and noticing that I should have spoke up for myself a lot more um, because like I, I do matter. It, it doesn't matter the amount of time. It's, uh, you know, I'm living in the house with them and, you know, like leaving the toilet toilet seats up. Yes. Leaving the toilet. I mean, I'm doing all the important things (laughs) in the house, Um, eating all the food and, you know, make sure things don't expire. Yeah. Yeah. So so just just trying, you know, like I I think it's important again with that communication, just making sure to speak up for myself as well as making sure that. You know, like I am protecting mine and Pamela's relationship, yeah. as well as protecting mine and Bert's relationship. It's That's it's important. interesting because for him and I, we have a relationship. Um, you know, we we go to the gym or we do other types of things together, and it's not sexual, but it is very. You guys important. don't arm wrestle each other to see who gets to fuck Pamela first. Oh, that's a good one. Why don't have why haven't I, we? Done I've that? imagined this. 
Like, I feel like it's a very <laughs> testosterone film. Like, I'm just kidding. We should do that. <laughs> we should. We should. I like that. Henry, <coughs> Henry will let me win 50% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Little uh, does so he know I'm, I won't. I'm kind of curious, <laughs> Abby, and I'm going to put you on the spot. And you can say no. You can always tell me no. Um, but as Henry's talking, is there anything that you've related to with coming into our established relationship. I know it's kind of hard because we have a different relationship, even though it is a polyamorous relationship. It's a throuple-ish. Mm. We'll do throw that ish. Well, on the poly spectrum, it's not. There you go. Yeah, I mean, we're not polyamorous. We like even Justin and I when we were in the basement today. You guys might go camping next weekend with your other couple friends and their children. Justin asked me if I wanted to come and I'm like, well, I'm not really invited. He's like, I'm inviting you. And I'm like, I appreciate that, but I feel a little out of place. Two couples with their children, their children are the same age as playing. Like, I don't really feel comfortable going to something like that. I appreciate it. And I have hung out with these friends before, but just like in a camping setting, um, yeah, I just feel like what we don't have, oh, sorry, like that established relationship, like in a polyamorous one. What, what makes you say it's not polyamorous? What do you define? How do you define polyamory? Well, um, like if Mariah and I were to have a relationship of our own and like go on dates and like more sex just us or if Justin was able to go and do that with someone else um, that's polyamory like allowing your partner to be with others and being okay with that um, so yeah I don't consider it polyamorous but on the spectrum yes but on the spectrum so yeah. so you're saying that you you have a relationship with Justin and if I'm prying you can just tell me fuck off um, like you have a relationship with Justin and you and Mariah sort of have a relationship with each other, but it's not like, are you saying that like mostly it's the three of you together or is it mm -hmm. you and Justin and then sometimes the three of you together? No, it's or the three of us. Oh, so it's almost always the three of you together. Yeah, so it's not separate like polyamory is. Oh, I see. So you, s you see it as like uh, polyamory is more kind of independent, like each person Mm -hmm. is independent and, and dates of their own free will. And you guys don't have that arrangement where yeah. you're open to other partners. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely, before I start dating anyone else, because this is not long-term for me, um, we're going to be talking about it, I feel like, in dates and sex and when that ari um, arises and how we all feel about it. I'm not going to go on a date tomorrow and fuck around so it is commitment to a level but not as committed as polyamory because they have their established relationship that's committed and I'm invited into this so what so it's you've already decided for yourself state. that this isn't a long term commitment yeah. yes we had those conversations early early on like we always knew that this was probably like it is 
takes a lot of energy. I don't know if we've said this before. Polyamory takes a lot of energy. It just does. And it's something that I knew I couldn't, uh, it wasn't um, maintainable, at least not how we have it. Because um, what we do, it's, it's very much when it's the three of us, it's all the three of us. Usually there's not anyone left out of the three of us. During the week, we kind of have to separate, um, you know, just job schedules and, and other commitments kind of take away from any type of other than like a lot of texting and sexting and things like that. But um, we even have group texts. Like it's not even typically unless it's like, oh, I have to hurry and tell you some information that really isn't pertains to the other person or like, I don't know. There really isn't even any separate texts. Just like a quick hi. Yeah, and even if we were to go and do something separate, it wouldn't work for us because us as individuals are not polyamorous. Is that correct, Mariah? Do you think so? It's definitely something I don't want without my husband. I think it just comes down simple as that. Like I, um, You wouldn't want to date anyone who wasn't also dating your husband? Is that what you're saying? Or even just going on a date without my husband. Like, I love hanging out with my husband. Like, I just want to always have him involved in whatever. Um, like, because we've talked about it. And I've asked him, like, do you want a girlfriend? Like, do yeah. you want to go and, and date someone? I would, be, I would be more comfortable with that than me dating anyone else. And he has already come out and said his limitations are he can't involve another man. Like, I just can't. Um, that's not that I can't. Um, that it would, he would have a very, very hard time understanding why I would need that fulfilled. Interesting. So, it's also something I haven't looked for. I got one dick in my life, and that's more than enough. <laughs> there is something called the one penis policy. I don't know if you've read about this yet. I haven't read about it, but I have heard, heard about, about it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, in which the the man in the heteronormative relationship insists that his his wife can date other people but no one with a penis because his penis has to be the only one in the relationship and I really steer clear from having any sort of um and it's just just my personal you know feeling um other people have different policies but I I won't date anybody who has that policy or who is in a relationship with someone mm. who has that policy. Um, that hard line in the sand, it just complicates things and it, it could be a recipe of more amino- uh, like animosity. Thanks. I did not no, come out okay. of my mouth tonight. It's, right, it's girl. hot as fuck. <laughs> like, I don't know. We're all dying. So we have the fan on and the AC and just hopefully it just keeps us cool enough. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I, yes. Those hard and fast rules uh, can can really yeah. hurt a relationship and a relationship that does want to naturally grow. And then we have this silly superficial rule because somebody's too either immature or jealous or anything to actually tell them, tell everyone else why that's important to them. If, so, Because, yeah. I mean, he's come out and said why it's important to him. And that's why I'm very happy to respect that. Plus, it's not something I'm searching for. And it hasn't come up either. But when it comes up, if it ever comes up, I am more than um, confident we can have a very healthy discussion on anything and then go from there. But really, it's been 
you know, lots of healthy, lots of sometimes hard conversations, uncomfortable. We've been very, very encouraging. Um, hopefully not to the point where we're forcing you to get out and date too, because we understand that we can't give Abby everything that she deserves in a relationship. And so, uh, that's kind of, you know, we still want to be best fucking friends with you. And if someone wants to take that, I will be threatened and shut that down real damn quick. <laughs> no, but, but really, I do understand that how we have this set up has limitations. Yeah. And we've been able to recognize that and be able to say, um, we still want that happiness for everyone. And that's going to look very different for us versus Abby versus me versus my husband. I think this is a really good time to talk about what a boundary is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just because, you know, there are so many people get into polyamory and, and they create these rules to um, self-protect, right? They, they think that um, putting all of these rules in place, like the one penis policy or, or other ideas... Don't ask, don't tell. I think that one is that's awful. also a red I flag. Sleep. The veto rules or the veto rule. Yeah. There, so there are a lot of rules that people put in place because could it you, gives could you them define those for me. It gives them a sense of security. Yeah. Do you want to, Henry? Yeah. Yeah. So the don't ask, don't tell is the whole idea that if your partner is out on a date and something happens, you don't ask and they don't tell, and so you never know what's going on and oh. like. I think that's the worst because my mind goes to all crazy shit. I'm like, oh my God, you guys were wearing like masks and there was like weird tools and instruments. You know, it's just. <laughs> they robbed a goddamn bank? <laughs> the animal and accessory? And had sex. Cats and dogs sex. living Naked? together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs> there was there was mules involved. You know, it's who knows, right? So so I think it's important for me at least. Like, I love to know. In fact, it's it's one of the things that I really love. They went and got interviewed by a podcast. <laughs> now it's out there on the web. Holy shit. Um, but, yeah, for me, I, I love to know, um, you know, for my own sake as well as, like, it, it, it turns me on to know, you know, what's going on. Unless nothing happened and then keep that to yourself. <laughs> and then the veto policy. It, so veto power just means that um, your your partner can tell you, I don't want you to date that other person. Um, cut that off, right? Mm. And so they have the ultimate power in your other relationships, which is, in my mind, completely unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, it is com- entirely unfair to anyone else that you're dating to give that power to someone else uh, unless you want to i mean there are people that want yeah. to give that power and control to someone else it needs to be consensual with all yes. people involved but w- let's not discount people who do want that so um but but back to the original point is that these these rules that, that people put in place or policies or whatever they want to call them um they're not really going to protect anyone from anything and they're usually red flags that people aren't ready for um, this type of relationship. A healthy polyamorous w- relationship. I think that what people, what this is so- sounds so arrogant, but whatever, I'm just going to say it. I think that what you should have instead <laughs> of rules is personal boundaries. And a personal boundary is something that you can control for yourself. It, a personal boundary is not... Um, you know, I'm not comfortable with who you want to have sex with. 
So I don't, you know, don't do that. That's my boundary. No, that is not not a boundary. boundary. (laughs) That is exerting control over someone else. That is not a personal boundary. A boundary is um, I'm going to decide who I am going to have sex with and who I am going to be in a relationship with. And if you decide to do X, Y, and Z, I'm going to choose not to be with you anymore. I'm going to choose not to be in that relationship with you anymore because that is my personal boundary. I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who, whatever, does heroin, has unprotected sex with someone new every night or whatever it is, right? You can't control what that person does, but you can control whether or not you're involved with them. Um, And a healthy boundary does consider all sides. It's not just I'm doing this to protect myself. You say has no, you know, what you say has no pull one way or the other. It's this is important to me. When I say this, what comes up for you? And let's have this discussion. Not um, I will not ever have uh, unprotected sex or, or I can't be with you if you're having unprotected sex with someone. It's it's this is important to me. Um, what comes up to you and if that person has now kind of been like well it's not important to me they're also saying it's not important they're you're not important to them so kind of just asking that without it's in a, a my way or the highway kind of way like there's a very healthy way to have this conversation and opening it up for someone else and being like I'm glad that you said that that was important to you I will make sure that that's a priority to me because you're a priority to me whatever that looks like. Um, But that's what those boundaries really can look like is opening the conversation up for multiple people, but still standing by it. Like, I'm not going to let you talk out, talk me out of this. And I'm not going to be like, oh, okay, I guess it's okay to have unprotected sex once in a while. You know, that's not what, when we say have those conversations with boundaries and uh, compromise looks like, it's not, that's not what compromise looks like. Compromise looks like we're talking about this together. And what does the consequence we've both almost agreed kind of on this consequence more than the actual action. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be prepared for an answer like, well, I do care about you, but I'm still going to do this thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you have to adjust your own, you know, um, attitude or, or yeah. Or just say, okay, well then I'm, I'm done and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, it's a hard conversation to have, but like, you know, um, the three of us have, have boundaries around safe sex and you know if let's say henry goes out and has unprotected sex with somebody or the condom breaks or whatever (laughs) this happened recently so (laughs) that's why it's kind of funny it's Uh, funny now funny now exactly no we've had a few of those we've talked about it like funny now but (laughs) you know we talked about it beforehand and we decided like hey this is something that you know we we are going to be fluid bonded and we don't really want to do that with, with anyone else before there's a conversation um and it, hey if it happens in the heat of the moment then just be honest about it so that i can make a decision from there like maybe we're going to start having protected sex for the foreseeable future or whatever oh, um yeah. you know it's it's never like a um fuck what do you call it deal breaker (laughs) there isn't a whole lot that's a a deal breaker really um because i really truly believe in like complete autonomy the things that are that get close enough um to being deal breakers to me are like lack of integrity and honesty because i'm like 
my feeling is I'm so open about everything. I'm so willing to, you know, give you what you want and give you complete freedom. Why would you have anything to lie to me about? Mm Mm-hmm. There's also the fact of if you are being honest and someone is asking for honesty and then comes at you because you were honest. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You asked for this. You can't. You have to be prepared sometimes to get answers. Just like you said, answers that maybe you're not going to like and that are going to be hurtful sometimes. Um, But expecting that honesty, you have to be prepared to maybe hit, get some low blows. They don't feel great sometimes. Um, we're talking about now just relationships in general. <laughs> Let's go back to polyamory. <laughs> Group sex. All right. So, I mean, we kind of are coming towards the end of the episode today. Um, when you guys uh, have group sex, is this your partner's partner's partner, and now it's like my second cousin's cousin kind of <laughs> thing? Like, you're only invited if you have an invitation. Like, I kind of want to know how, how this kind of goes about. Okay, well, our okay first, yeah, Pamela, first she schemes, right? She <laughs> sets up these elaborate she traps. She gets all of her oil in God, every you room know, in the house. I'd love to bring you over for a photo shoot sometime. I have this really nice couch. You'd <laughs> look great. She does not do this to all of her clients. She is very, very professional. Um, however. If she comes at you with a bottle of oil, <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> to set a boundary. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, like... Our, our most recent group sex experience was with um, the three of us, Bert and Henry and I, and then um, the woman that I'm seeing right now and her partner. So it happened because we went over to, is this what you're asking? Yeah. Like I'm just, just how curious. this comes you about. Group okay. sex. I'm like, I, I like, is this like a, an exclusive invite? Is this a monthly meeting you guys have? It usually like, happens. Really interesting. It usually happens organically. Honestly. It happens organically. I, it like never like when it. we have actually tried to set up group sex, has it ever worked out? Someone, usually the women, God, women are so finicky <sighs> about well, we just, sex. We just start overthinking. And it's yeah. Like, so oh if God, I, God, if I give them like in. any time to prepare, then they find some reason to I've had to say, out. hold on, pause. I'm going to go shave and I will be back because I can't feel sexy if I'm not yeah. clean shaven. Anyway. Makes sense. That's anyway. Like, so, <laughs> so get up and go. They're always, you have a razor. <laughs> so um, we went over to kind of hang out and get to know her other partner. And, um, you know, she just asked me if I wanted a lap dance after like dinner and games we all kind of sat on the couch and fun. she's super sexy yes Abby I want a lap dance anytime and every time and so oh. then she she was like yeah what pick a song and I'll strip for you and I was like oh damn shit's about to go down <laughs> and then she started kind of taking my clothes off and with my consent and um and then we put on a show for the boys, and then she asked me if... I was going to say, what, do you boys just kind of hang out? And you're like, oh, we'll be invited in a minute. We know that it's... Yeah. I was, I was like, right there. 
It was it was interesting to be, you know I'm like where should I be staring like this is a moment where they're doing something. What for do I do themselves. with my hands? Yeah, what do I do with my hands? Oh, she touched me. Do I just pretend it didn't happen? You know, do I wink at somebody? It's like when someone's nursing know. next to you, yeah, and right. Like you're just like, am I just supposed to kind of like avert my eyes? But I. Yeah. No, it's it's hard because like I I'm like I want to enjoy this, but also I don't want to be that lecherous like old guy just like yeah this is nice. <laughs> or inserting yourself before you've been invited because exactly. that can throw the vibe too sometimes it's true but they were all awesome and super respectful and so you know we got it on she and i and then she asked me if um i wanted to invite the guys to join and i said of course and so we all fucked that's good the end simple as that do you have like a spidey sense for this Yes. Because I feel like you know, like, if I just push it, I just push it a little bit. Electricity just. Like, honestly. Do you want a massage? <laughs> like, honestly, I've, <laughs> I've created so many group scenarios out of thin fucking air. It's it's a talent I have. I think we should, like, delve into that as, like, a like an episode, Pamela's Guide to Group Sex. Maybe. How to trick your friends into orgies. <laughs> Consensually. 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 Oh, give no, that shit away for free. The video oh. stopped. Well, you yeah. guys keep talking. I'll I, fix the video. Maybe I should. Maybe that should be our next PDF for the Patreon page. Pamela's guide to group sex. Mm-hmm. I love it. it has such a ring <laughs> to it. Makes I like me how to take my pants I like off. colon how to trick your oh. friends into orgies. I like that. We'll oh, use yeah. that. I mean, consensually. Like we don't want to trick people who don't want to be there. No, of course yeah. not. Anybody who hangs out with me knows. No, it's they a know that's a risk. Is there yeah. a sign on the door? Okay, every time I come over now, I gotta I be shaved. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'll be like 20 minutes <laughs> late. <laughs> is there is there a I sign really on the door that Abby, like warning group sex may happen? Have past I this? stopped? It should, but yeah. it, it doesn't usually happen so at our house, shaved. so I don't know. <laughs> I think I need to like carry around dog tags or something. Yeah. <laughs> the We're disclaimer. Like seven eight months. Yeah. Okay. I asked her how many times, like in the heat of the moment, am I like times? I gotta go shave, and she said like five. Guys, like seven eight months. Yeah, we have been just shave every more. day. Just oh, this I have issues. We need we need people on here to talk about body hair. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys noticed that pubes are coming back? <clears throat> it's like a trend. They're coming. They're coming Some back. Some people are great with them. Others do not like wearing them. It's yeah. not about like whether it's in style or not. It's I just don't want a bunch of my hair in my body. mouth. I oh. agree. See, I just totally. can't. I don't want to look down. I don't want to touch my own body. Like, I don't, I just, I don't like being hairy. Every three to five weeks, I visit an esthetician. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Riverdale has a lunchbox. Super awesome. They wax men, too. We should all get t-shirts to say bushes are better. <laughs> I don't know. I all like right, we totally got off on a whole different <laughs> tangent. Group Thank sex. you guys for Group hanging sex. out with us. Yeah, well, yeah. There, there's the carrot we dangled in front of everybody. Group sex. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it. Hopefully, cross your fingers, this audio will upload with no problems. <laughs> the cursed episode. We'll see which mic didn't work. I mean, we had a couple chairs almost break and, and a didgeridoo fall. And I'm tell- it's, it's, a couple tangents. It's our video stopped, so our patrons only got half of this episode on video. Well, I think they got more than half. It just cut off recently. Because oh, I just okay. looked up there a little bit okay. ago and it was All working. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we still love you guys. And anyone so who'd sorry. be interested in seeing those videos can find us at uh, patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast. That's right. You can become a patron for only $5 a month we and get exclusive content. content. <laughs> yeah. 
You can also find us at on Twitter at Salty Sex Cast. And if you'd like to join in the conversation more directly, you can reach us at saltysexcast at gmail.com. Thanks, Brady. Facebook. You can search us via Salty Sex Cast. We're the only one with that name. I don't have a Facebook, so I'll never talk about that. I think it's because you're a Russian spy. You think I'm a Russian spy? Oh, God, yeah. That makes oh. so much sense. Does right? it? That's no. why he builds oh. guns, and then <laughs> we're, like, on a bunch of land in the middle of somewhere. I built one gun. <laughs> just, just one. But a, but a Russian gun. It is a Russian gun. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. All right. I want to talk about well, it. We love you guys all. Thank you so much for now listening. Now I got to move. Polyamory part two. Yeah, finally. We, we, we did it kind of, sort of. All right. I feel like I need to shave my legs or something. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Stay sexy. And salty. Bye. Yeah. And what's puberty? Puberty? Well, puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself. And there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.